Welcome to the Full Potential Podcast. I am your host, Nick Wagner Sr. And every week, I interview guests that share career stories, ideas, and experiences to empower and inspire people to reach their full potential. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. Tonight, I'm really excited because I'm not only interviewing an amazing guest, but I'm also interviewing an awesome friend. So Sri Srinivasan, welcome to the show. I appreciate you making time, stepping away from football, as we just talked about, and your family to uh, to talk with us tonight. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. So, so Sri, every Sunday night, I, uh, I interview someone to tell their career story, to hopefully inspire others by all the amazing things that that individual has done, because I'm convinced that everyone's unique career journey helps others learn and grow. And when someone listens to uh, someone else's career journey, they realize, wow, if so-and-so could do that, why couldn't I do that? And they might, you know, they might realize or, or um, discover something that they're interested in or that they have a passion for that they never even knew. So that's why we do this every Sunday night. And a lot of early career professionals that I know you love to mentor listen to this uh, because a lot of them don't know what they want to do, even though they are might, might be maybe done with school and in their first job. So we're going to talk all about your career tonight, which spans multiple continents, multiple industries. Uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I always I always start, Shrey, by asking mm-hmm. a question. Uh, so you, you meet someone for the first time. Say say it's not COVID and you go to a, mm-hmm. a, a barbecue, right? Correct. And you, you meet someone for the first time. How do you introduce yourself? Like, who is Shri Srinivasan? All right. I, I know. I mean, with, with the COVID stuff, I'm sure we're not going to any conferences in any time soon, right? Um, so when I first meet somebody and they ask me, I usually tell them, that I'm a technologist uh, who likes to solve business problems. Um, and I kind of discuss with them uh, that I work uh, with teams that you know kind of use technology and automation to solve uh, unique problems. And you know, and obviously depending on who you talk to, Shri, the, the the answer differs about how 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 like technically you get with those conversations, right? So Correct. we're not we're not gonna go super technical tonight, but uh, we'll, we'll get into obviously what you do in your in your current job with technology and um, but I want to start way back right because I always start at the beginning with everyone because I love to hear the journey mm-hmm. and wh- when you were little Shree right and and little Shree grew up in India not not in the United States when you were little Shree what did you want to do when you grew up what what was the plan right like what was your dream or, or your plan for for uh, your career yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, not many people actually even know this. Uh, a lot of my friends even don't, don't know this. Um, uh, when I was maybe in sixth grade, I think, um, I remember uh, my teacher asking me, uh, th- actually, she was asking the entire school, uh, class, and she said, oh, what do people want to be? And in those days, pretty much everybody in India wanted to be an engineer or a doctor. I mean, uh, but I think I said I wanted to be an Indian administrative uh, services officer. Uh, for those who don't know what that means is that um, IAS, I'll, I'll just you know shorten that, right? It's uh, it's one of the three arms of the Indian Civil Service, um, uh, and along with the Indian Police Service and the Indian, uh, I think, uh, Indian Forest Service. Uh, so the people there usually serve the government of India in various capacities, uh, mostly like in individual states. Uh, you could be like a district magistrate or a collector. And I think the reason why I <laughs> I actually said that was because um, maybe it was my uncle. Uh, my uncle was in the Lions Club, and uh, I think we went to 
the, the, the little city I grew up in, in India, in, it's called Vijayawada in Andhra Pradesh. Uh, we got to meet the collector and she had like an awesome mansion. So I figured, hey, you know what? I think, you know, that's something I would want to be uh, a collector, a district collector um, uh, or a DM or a DC district collector. That's what it is. Um, but again, you know, I didn't get there because this is supposed to be one of the uh, the toughest, I would say, uh, exams in India. Uh, it's you you just can't get through that, and and there is like an age limit, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that you have to, uh, you know, kind of register by or you know take the exam. But um, but again, that was in sixth grade. Um, pretty far away from what I do today, but uh, that's that's what I wanted to be. That's what you wanted to be. So so in, in the Srinivasan household, was was going to college expected of you, Sri, and, and, and really not a discussion? Or how, how, did, the, how did that conversation go? Uh, my dad was actually a businessman. Um, so um, I did not want to follow in the footsteps of my dad. I mean, not, not because uh, I didn't think it was cool. I just think that I didn't have the passion for business. Um, I was not wired for it, um, you know, but uh, one thing was that my parents always encouraged uh, myself and, you know, my brother and my sister to always pursue what we wanted to do. Um, I don't think uh, ever my dad said, hey, you, you want to come and manage my business. I, I don't think that was never the case. Um, I, you know, they asked me to pursue, uh, you know, what we wanted to do, what's our passion. And I know at the time my passion was, you know, from sixth grade, it turned into like math and science and, you know, but. Um, so he was, an he was an entrepreneur then? He owned his own Yes, business. he was, okay. he was, yeah, he was. I mean, so was my uh, grandfather from my dad's side. Uh, so uh, they were both in the business and I think I went there one day, I think, to the office and then I said, that's it. It's not for me. Um, I think I'm good. I, I want to kind of uh, go down the path of maybe sciences, math and science. Math is something I liked a lot. Now, did you did you work um, in school while, while you were younger? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> typically, most people, I think, uh, growing up there uh, don't work. It's, it's not like the United States where, you know, you do work. Uh, but I think, I mean, some people do, but I don't think uh, uh, I didn't work uh, anywhere. I think the first time I actually worked was after I graduated uh, from college in India. I, I didn't realize that. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a fun fact. So, so you, you decided the family business was not for you and you decided to go to college for physics is what you ended Correct. up going for. Correct. You wanted to be a physicist is what you're telling me. Correct. I mean, I like math and physics, and I, I wanted to be a physicist. And I don't think that was looked upon as anything different. I mean, my dad always said, pursue your passions. I did see a lot of uh, my neighbors, my friends. Uh, they all took the path, whether they wanted to be in the, the doctor or the engineering side of things. Uh, but I, I think I, I wanted to do uh, physics, and that was what I wanted to, um, you know, do for the rest of my life. <laughs> what was uh, what? Was there like a moment you remember when you were in school that woke you up to the fact that you wanted to do physics? Like, how did you get to, how did you come to that conclusion? I, I think it goes back to um, the the kind of teachers that you have. Um, I think uh, in seventh and eighth grade, we had a very strong, uh, I had a very strong physics uh, teacher as well as chemistry and math. Um, and um, I think it was one of those things where I think 
they were probably the best teachers I've ever had. Right. And I think I always say this, um, teachers uh, do a lot to influence what you do. Um, and I don't know about you, but I think for me, I think uh, that was the, I would say the spark uh, of uh, trying to pivot from my sixth grade dreams to uh, where I wanted to be. No, I, I think many, many, many students are influenced by amazing educators. And, and you know, you, I know you have a passion for supporting our educators. I do. And uh, I think many people could could uh, um, could relate to your experience of like, wow, I'm just completely amazed by one educator who help, will help them guide them on a path with their career. So you went to school for physics. Mm -hmm. You graduated with a physics degree. Mm -hmm. What what was the first job out of school? And was it with the physics? Was it, was it with your physics degree? How did that work out? Actually, not. Uh, so, <laughs> while I was doing physics, uh, I also had a, a passion for writing, uh, passion for journalism. Um, you know, growing up, um, you know, we had a lot of um, you know English language newspapers uh, at my house, and I would read cover to cover. And even to this day, I read a physical newspaper. Uh, I get my news not through, I mean, obviously through the internet, like a lot, many people get, but I still read uh, a newspaper that's physically delivered to my house. So journalism was something uh, in, in our blood, meaning when I said that, because my mother's dad uh, was a journalist. I mean, he, he was a resident editor for Indian Express in Chennai. So uh, something about journalism really was, uh, uh, I would say, uh, you know, enchanting, I would say. But I think uh, in school, when I was in school, when I was doing my physics uh, in, in my college, uh, I also did like a diploma in journalism uh, on the side. And I really enjoyed it uh, so much that I wanted to write. Um, and I write a lot even to this day, but you know, not like a novel, but I still like to write. But uh, that's something I um, decided to pursue. It was almost that, uh, why don't I just try this for uh, you know, uh, a couple of years, you know. Um, so I did. So I, for two years, uh, I think around 91 to 93, I was actually uh, employed at uh, the newspaper and pretty much covering, you know, kind of local stories, writing movie reviews, writing some articles. Uh, and it was pretty enjoyable. And I learned a lot. And it was almost that, uh, you know, I, I knew what physics was, but, you know, journalism was something new to me. So it was uh, I would say a little unnerving, uh, to say the least. But um, but I think I did have a, a good group of friends who I still keep in touch with, and uh, uh, you know, you know, one thing led to another, and here I am, you know, uh, you know, uh, writing stories, you know, uh, and actually, you know, actually making sure that the that the paper gets published and things like that. It was pretty pretty exciting, um, and uh, I really enjoyed that before I pivoted to physics again, you know, when I came back to the US. So it was just a, like I said, a little break from the it physics. Was, it was, yeah, so you, you did that for two years. So what, what I'll ask this, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to the, your, your journey leaving India and coming to the United States for school. What, what was the big, like the, the biggest thing you learned being a journalist for two years? What, what was that one thing that you, you've taken through the rest of your career? Um, one thing I've taken, I mean, I think it's always about, you know, the truth, uh, you know, uh, being, 
truthful. I think that's something that, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't want to get into the the politics of journalism these days, but I think, you know, uh, that's something about uh, reporting uh, the truth and getting the news um, uh, to the masses, I would mm-hmm. say, uh, something I believe strongly in. Um, and uh, like I said, I mean, I think this is something that you know, even to this day, you know, I, I want to make sure that I get the story out uh, and then let people make, uh, you know, decide what it is. Well, I mean, I'm sure uh, that your passion for writing and your writing skills have helped you throughout your career. So I love that story. Uh, so you decided, you, even though you liked it, you decided I should probably follow, you know, what I went to school for. And you decided to get a master's degree in physics. Yeah. And you came to the United States to do that, specifically yeah. the University of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want you to tell my audience, because many of my guests did not travel, you know, halfway around the world to go to grad school. What what was that like to, to leave home, to leave, you know, like where you grew up, like a, a job, to go mm-hmm. to a, a country that, you, you know, you, you weren't born there, right? You, have, you hadn't lived there. I don't know if you visited America before you came here for school. Never. Never. Right, so that's even that's even more, you know more interesting. Why uh, why the University of Connecticut? Why America? Why leave India? Um, I, I think you know I was uh, trying to look for you know a higher studies in India, like most uh, you know um, I think Indians do. I think, uh, and I think a couple of my friends and I you know decided to uh, apply to various universities in 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 uh, United States. Uh, I did apply, you know, kind of all over the place, and it was a pretty interesting journey. Uh, and I was working, uh, I was also studying, uh, you know, writing exams like the GRE, which is the, uh, you know, uh, for, you know, getting admitted to, to universities, and also TOEFL, which is like test of English as a foreign language. So these are the two exams that, uh, you know, everybody writes uh, before they can get admitted to the university. Um, one of my friends actually came to uh, University of Connecticut uh, before I did, and um, he was raving about how beautiful the university was, and he said I should come there. Uh, I, I did apply to other universities, but um, I think uh, that's why I decided to kind of follow my, I would say, my friend to the University of Connecticut, um, uh, Storrs, Connecticut, um, you know, in 1993. And what, <clears throat> so I want to ask the question, was your family excited for you? Was your family upset you were leaving? You know, what, what was that? What was that conversation like when you told your family, hey, I'm, I'm going to school in the United States? I don't think they were excited or, you know, I would say sad. I mean, I think they they knew that it's something that I wanted to do. And, and I think they did see the process, right? I was, you know, applying to the university. So they knew that time was coming. Um, right. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't think they were upset. I don't think they were, they were actually worried for me because one of the things is that uh, I, I think for five, five years, I think uh, I studied in Chennai and uh, I, I stayed with my grandparents. So that was the only time I was away from my parents. So I think, um, uh, th- but that was with family, right? I mean, but now I'm coming all the way uh, to the United States. Uh, the only thing my parents were, I would say, I don't think they were excited, but they, they also knew that my friends were here. Um, I also had my uh, my cousins had already moved here, a uh, couple of them, I think. And then um, uh, since my friend was here and, you know, he was a good friend of mine, uh, I think my parents said, OK, you know what? It may not be all that bad, uh, you know, sending our son across the pond. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
I think it was, uh, you know, I think back of their mind, I think they were probably nervous, but. Yeah, I'm sure they were. And was your plan tree when, when you were done with school to stay in the United States or to go back to India? Did you have like that figured out when, cause you ended up staying, but was that the plan the whole time? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I took it like, I always take it like, um, you know, one day at a time. So I, I, I didn't have anything planned. Uh, uh, this is something my kids hear me all the time, one day at a time, one day at a time. So I, I don't think uh, I had um, any idea. Uh, you know, I would be here. I think I've been here longer than I've been in India, I think. Uh, you know, it kind of gives away my age, but I think, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll keep it at that. Interesting. All right. So, so you did, you did, you did your uh, master's degree in two, for two years in physics. Mm -hmm. And then you got a job with physics, right? Like that was at that point, you decided you're going to use your physics degree. Well, I mean, when I came to uh, United States in 1993, I actually came for a PhD in 1993, um, August of 1993. So I had my master's um, uh, in, in India, but I think I came here for my, uh, for my PhD originally. Okay. Yeah. And, I think. And, and was, was the, so what was the plan after you were done with your PhD? Well, I don't know. I think get a job with NASA or get a job, you know, in, uh, you know, Sandia National Labs or, you know, one of those places. I think that was actually my intent. Uh, but, you know, life has a way, right? Um, and things change. But uh, it was interesting when I first came, you know, uh, to UConn, you know, that was my plan, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. So you mentioned uh, when we were when we were chatting before the call that you had a very interesting story when you when you arrived in the United States. Do you want to share yeah. that? Uh, yeah, sure. I think uh, I landed uh, in India. I actually remember the date, August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three. Uh, and my friend, you know, the friend I, I mentioned before, uh, he actually came from uh, you know Yukon with a couple of his other buddies to you know pick me up from uh, the Boston, you know, from Logan Airport in Boston. Um, and, you know, I, here I am thinking I'm pretty much, it's a, it's a long journey. I get down, uh, these guys are here, uh, they pick me up, you know, and I thought we're going back, going back to Yukon, but they were like, Hey, we've never been to Boston. So why don't we just go around Boston? And I said, hey, guys, you know, this is my first day in the U S and I'm still tired. And, um, I think I got. Uh, the entire tour of Boston. You know, I didn't get the duckboard tour of Boston, but I think I pretty much got the entire tour. And I think, I, I, I think they took me to the they took me to the IMAX theater. I think I visited three universities. I think that day. I think I was in Northeastern, MIT, and Harvard. Um, and I think they took me to all these places because they wanted to see. I think they kind of just used me as a you know, uh, you know. And here I am. And it's it's almost like three in the morning or two in the morning when we actually head back. Uh, up to Yukon, and guess what? We missed the exit because they were the first time they were driving, uh, you know. So we missed the exit. So uh, by the time we I, we got to Yukon stores, it was uh, 4 a.m. I think. You must have been exhausted. I was exhausted, but I think I was uh, pretty happy that I got a good uh, tour of Boston, and that that's why I love Boston. And you know, uh, you know, it's my favorite city. That is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine after because the flight from India to the United States is for those that don't know is is very long journeys and not everyone sleeps very well on planes. So that must have been interesting. 
So what happened after uh, you, you ended up completing your degree at UConn? Like you ended up getting a job in information technology, not not in physics. So how did that mm -hmm. happen? What, what happened uh, there? Yeah, interesting. Um, when I was at UConn, uh, one thing that um, I really enjoyed, uh, and my roommate in college actually had a you know had a computer, so and I, I really was fascinated by uh, code. I mean, I, something I like to do. Um, so, I, I mean, again, um, obviously, I'm dating myself in '96, '95, '96. You know, uh, Visual Basic, and I think most people probably won't remember that. But Visual Basic was, you know, Microsoft's, you know, coding language, and I really took a lot of interest in that. Um, and, you know, uh, that's something I, I, I kind of, you know, worked really hard at because I like to learn. I, I like to learn something new um, every time. Even now, I'm always trying to learn uh, something new, whether it's cloud-based or artificial intelligence or uh, no matter what it is. It's something that. Uh, picks my interest so uh, coding was something i really enjoyed and you know and i said hey you know what maybe i should uh, try out for a job you know uh you know and let's see what happens um interestingly um and i think the job market was phenomenal at the time uh for those who don't know um you know we were coming up uh, very closely to y2k Right, the year 2000 problem, or you could call it the Y2K, the millennium bug, or Y2K bug, the glitch. You, 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 there's so many things that uh, you know people name it, and the job market was pretty good. And then I think as a coder, I mean, it was uh, pretty easy to get a job. And I, I, I think it is not that I lost my interest in physics. I don't think so. I just think that uh, coding is something I liked, uh, you know, most. I, I taught myself to code and. I did take some coding lessons, not online, because I don't think we had, you know, we couldn't just, uh, you know, go type google.com and, you know, go to uh, udemy.com or Pluralsight or any of these coding sites these days. It was all, you know, these big books that, uh, you know, I learned my uh, coding through that, you know. <laughs> it, it, it is interesting, Sri, uh, how, how differently we learn now versus versus 20 years ago. It really, it really kind of, changes how you think about the education. So, and I love how you brought up Y2K because a lot of my guests, if they're, uh, if they're early career folks, obviously didn't experience this, right? They were very little when this happened. So uh, it was to your point, the job market was pretty, it was pretty hot because there was such a huge need to, to check every single system to make sure it could handle, you know, going from 1999 to the year 2000, right? So mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just such an interesting, um, but you, you think back on that and you're like, wow, that was a problem, really? Like, how did we miss that? Well, it was interesting because I think, um, uh, again, uh, you know, everybody expected uh, the world to come to a stop. Um, uh, will our, you know, traffic lights work? Uh, you, know, uh, you know, how will all these systems work? Uh, I think, you know, I think driving back after I think I was we were at a New Year's party I think and then we're driving back you know the lights were on everything seemed fine uh, nothing you know nothing fell off I would say I think I heard like somewhere along the way that uh, maybe some lottery slot machine stopped working I think I think that was the only, I mean that if that was the biggest issue for Y2K I think we we're good we're in a good place I think. No, but, I, but you are right. There were a lot of people that were really worried about that. So um, it, it was an interesting time. And th so that was really your foray into technology, right? There was, there was this, this, Y2, this Y2K job. Mm -hmm. And at what point did you realize that you weren't going to 
pursued like a career in physics. It, like how much, how much after you graduated college? Uh, I think uh, pretty soon. Um, I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed uh, the coding aspect of things. Um, and, you know, I had some, uh, in my, during my first job, I had a, a couple of my colleagues, I, I could call them, I, it's unofficially mentors or, you know, people who really cared about, you know, cared about you. Uh, I think that was when I, I kind of realized that, you know, I was thrown into some new challenges and with new challenges comes in, um, you know, it's exciting to kind of, you know, learn more about it, try to solve it. Um, so I think, I think right away, we think maybe, maybe six months, a year, I think I was, I think uh, it's not that it, it's still, there's still a little bit uh, back of my mind that I should have completed my PhD because all I had to do was like, I graduated with a master's uh, at UConn and then, you know, and it was a very tough decision uh, because I went and told my advisor at the time, um, you know, uh, I, I really would like to go to, it was a very, not just with my advisor, with the head of the department, uh, it was actually a very tough conversation uh, that, you know, that I said, listen, I, I, I think I, I want to go in another direction. And, and, uh, and they, they didn't, they didn't mind. They said, Hey, you know what, it's what you like to do. Uh, I think that's, that's something that's very important. I think when you have uh, people who understand what you want to do um, and kind of uh, let you, uh, you know, chart your own path forward. Well, I think you bring up an important point because I think a lot of people, Sri, unfortunately, um, continue doing things they might not necessarily like doing or want to do because they believe that's what they should do because they don't want to let someone down. But you, you had the, uh, the, the foresight to have the conversation and let them know like, Hey, I, I really want to go in this different direction. And I think just having the, uh, like the boldness to do that is, is why you're where you are today. So I think that's a great, I think that's a great lesson for, for everyone, no matter Thank where you. you are in your career. So you've had a long, you know, you've had a long career now in the technology industry, right? So really, it's been about a little over 20 years you've been in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned something um, just frequently, just recently that I wanted to hit on. You mentioned the, the word mentor mm -hmm. and, and how important those those early mentors were to you. Because I know mm -hmm. that that's a, uh, you, you mentor countless people, right? Was, was that your first real experience with mentorship in, in, a, in, a, in a, like a job setting? Yeah, I'd give you uh, maybe, I would say maybe three examples. Okay, uh, the first one was definitely my first job, uh, you know, when I was a consultant, um, and you know, and I don't know if I can mention names, but you know, we'll just say Don, you know, for 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 the purposes, um, uh, and his name was Don, but uh, uh, you know, and he was very very, um, I would say, uh, focused on making sure that. Uh, I had a good experience and he was a well-respected, uh, you know, a coder in the industry. And he knew that I was coming in um, new to this industry and he was someone who really egged me on. And it doesn't mean that he was, you know, again, he was a, uh, you know, on-work mentor. It's not that, you know, right. uh, you, you would meet one-on-one, -on -one, but I think it's very important to talk about him, right? Um, I think he really channeled my um I would say my curiosity and interest. Uh, and he always said, listen, I mean, I know you're working on this coding language, but I think you should learn other things too. And I think that, I'll tell you what, that really got me to my next job. You know, once the consultant gig was up um, 
and there was a uh, there was a little uh, I would say I, I would say almost like a disappointment or failure uh, between that and the next job. Uh, but I think that that really gave me the confidence. I think um, the path he asked me to take, uh, learning, learning was something that he mentioned. And I remember right after uh, every day, and, and I think it's, it's funny, right? I mean, when I say these things, you know, when we say there's no internet at the time, um, you know, I would drive back almost 35 to 45 minutes uh, back to Farmington, Connecticut to take almost like daily classes, uh, you know, uh, so that I could improve my knowledge uh, in uh, other coding languages and things like that. So, that's, so that I'm actually prepared for that, right? Um, and I think that that got to my next job. But, but like I said, before that, there was a little, I would say, a, a failure uh, in terms of, uh, you know, once the consultant gig was up and I was through a consultant firm and uh, it's very interesting. And, um, uh, you know, he called me to the office and he said, Hey, you know what? I think um, I'm going to give you two weeks. If we can't find anything, we may have to let you go. And that was like a shock for me uh, right off the bat. They said, what? I mean, and that was, and it it, it was very, very, um, I didn't know what to do. And I said, wow, I mean, now I have to go find another job. And I think, I don't know if you know this thing, you know, if you had a job, you know, and we, we were on something known as practical training and H1, and I'm sure you know about this, you had to find a job within a specific time frame before uh, before that. Uh, but luckily, you know, um, a good friend of mine uh, had a startup and I joined his company and that led me to the, my next job in the, in the Department of Transportation. And that was an awesome job because I had another person, I would say a manager and also a mentor um, who, who basically challenged me to do something new. And he pretty much gave me the full control. And this is, you know, before all the agile and things like that. And uh, his thing was, hey, listen to your business partners. And here you go, here are the keys to the kingdom. And I said, okay, who's our database guy? He goes, you. I said, okay, who's going to develop this website? And he said, you. <laughs> and so I think I pretty much had to learn everything right from the scratch. And I think that he gave me an opportunity that I will never forget. Uh, because that led to my next passion, which is, you know, uh, my information security, which is always, it still continues to be my passion. But I think one thing leads to another, right? I think along the way, I've been lucky to have people who always look out for you. Um, and, you know, that's why I try to, you know, invest a lot of time uh, in, in the mentoring, uh, you know, of uh, individuals. Yeah, and, and that's why I wanted to ask that question, because you, I think you inspire so many people, uh, especially early career people in, in, in your, in your role at Cigna, where, where we've, where we've worked together and know each other. And I think that, you know, you mentioned Don, right, this, this individual that mentored you when you were uh, way back uh, at the beginning of your career, P people remember those individuals, right? I mean, you remember Don and the impact he had on your career. And I just, I love how you share that story, because I think there's a lot of people that will remember Shri like you remember Don, which I think is something that you should be proud of. Thank you. So, so, so let's, I want to talk about uh, um, your, your time at Cigna. So you, you're, you work at Cigna with, with me. I, I've, I've had other guests from Cigna on. I work with an, a, a bunch of amazing people. So I've had a few, few, a few of my colleagues on the show. But you've had a real big focus, Shri, over, over the years on cybersecurity and now like big data and and really like the the intersection of the two of those 
Um, what what I want to ask you is, you you consistently reinvented yourself, right? Like you didn't go to school for cybersecurity, you didn't go to school for big data, right? Like all these things really weren't even that. They weren't even really like that. Um, probably I want I don't want to say irrelevant, but they they weren't even that big of a field at that time mm -hmm. compared to now. Obviously, how do you keep reinventing yourself and learning? you know, th these new skills and these new technologies throughout your career? What, what, what is, the, what is the, what is your key to that? I think, you know, my, my thing has always been, um, always, uh, start learning something new, right? I think, you know, you never know what that's going to take you to, but I think you're basically setting yourself up for opportunities, uh, for yourself. Right. Um, I think, um, and I'll, I'll give you an example, right? I mean, how I landed, and I, like I said, not to go too much into the the deeper, like you said, you know, how I landed the job at Cigna, but you know, in my previous role prior to coming to Cigna, I, you know, I was like I said, I was a coder, and but I learned databases. But along the way, I really liked the information security, um, you know, in that, and that led to my next job, you know. Um, I think I wouldn't have been able to, you know, land a job if I didn't, you know, kind of pursue my passion for learning and reinventing myself, like you said, um, because that's something that, you know, we need to do each and every day, you know, learn something new every day. Uh, because, uh, again, again, it may lead to a job, it may not lead to a job, but that does not matter. It's, it's as you, if you're learning something new every day, you're keeping yourself, you know, um, you know, relevant. Yeah, and, and you know the interesting thing, Shree, is you've been in technology now for over twenty years, but you had multiple multiple jobs. So you never left the technology industry. You've just done different things. Mm -hmm. So, so your your role to share a little bit about your role today and what uh, you know what are you doing with 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 data and and information <clears throat> and and security kind of all tied into one. Well, I'll try to be as uh, you know. <laughs> I know a lot of people are listening, but I'll try to be. Um, high, high level, yeah, high level. High level, what do, yeah. What do you do? So I, I think uh, you know, I, I I was in you know information security group for you know uh, quite a few number of years, and then I moved to our information management. Um, along the way, I, I got a, a degree in, uh, uh, in medical informatics, and like we can talk about it later. But um, I think when I came to information management, which is now known as data analytics, one of the things is that. Uh, we're always uh, trying to, you know, I said, using data to draw insights. And, you know, I, I still support our information security groups. Uh, so how do we use data to, you know, provide the right insights to the right people at the right time to make good decisions, right? Um, is that vague enough? <laughs> Not so, too much I guess my, my question for you, Sheree, is about, is about data, right? Because every, I think a lot of people have, hear all these these fun facts about how there's more data now than we've ever had before in like the yep. history of the world and you know you just we don't there's so much data we don't even know what to do with it mm -hmm. is, is kind of where we're going how do you i think one question a lot of people have is how do you actually make sense of it right like is there um when there is so much data like do we actually have the technology to sort through all of this data to actually make sense of it like do we have is is the technology exists? I think that's something that people I think often often wonder. I think we do. I mean, we you know, there's a lot of personalization that happens today. I mean, um, so I think we do have enough uh, data, but do we have the right data in place? That's more important. Um, I, I think it boils down to that, right? Um, 
you know, and I think we can make sense of that, right? Uh, we're getting there. Uh, we'll get there. But I think um, and it's going to be a journey. Let, let, it, let me put it this way. It's going to be a journey um, uh, because it's almost like running a marathon, you know. Uh, uh, and I asked that question, Sri, not to what we do sure. with health with healthcare at Cigna. I, yeah. just, I just mean in general, right? Because I think there's a lot of industries that realize, like, they have all this data now. What do we actually do with it, right? And it's mm -hmm. and it, I think it's just a, it's an interesting topic because you hear mm -hmm. a lot of people um, – that are always asking like, well, why is so-and-so need my data? Like, why, why, do the, why do these people need my data? Like, where does all that go, right? So that's why I bring that up because I think it's just something that a lot of people have interest in. Yeah, no, and I think, you know what, I mean, that's one of the reasons why, um, uh, you know, I, I didn't mention that, right? I mean, I, I went and, and this is, again, goes back to another mentor who kind of, um, you know, kind of influenced me at Cigna. I, I, I'm sure, you know, I can mention his name. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Kong, and I, I'm sure he was a chief medical officer for Cigna, and uh, he was someone that I really looked up to, and, and uh, someone who has served in, uh, you know, I think he served in the White House in the Clinton administration. He was the chief medical officer for CMS, I think, and it was a very random, uh, I would say, meeting with him that, uh, you know, uh, that a random lunch, I would say, that uh, kind of established a relationship with him as a mentor. And he was truly, I would say, truly my first mentor. And one of the things that he said, and you, you went back to data, right? And I'll, the reason why I'm bringing this thing up is um, he was someone who said, hey, you know, you're in technology. You know, there's a lot of things we could do. I think maybe you should go and, you know, do something to understand uh, on, the, on the provider side of things. Uh, you know, and uh, that's why I kind of, and uh, you know, went and uh, you know, after about 15 years, went back to school, uh, and did my master's in medical informatics. And it is uh, from Northwestern. And um, it was very important because I think when you talk about data, right? I mean, healthcare is so so vast, and and I think uh, that is one of the reasons I really wanted to understand, um, uh, you know, not just the health service side of things, but also the provider side of things. And I I had a lot of interesting. Uh, I would say classmates, I mean, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, uh, and um, and it was very good. It opened my eyes to you know the healthcare system in in, uh, to, in the United States. Uh, learned a lot about um, you know how the hospitals operate, um, and it really gave me a good picture. And again, uh, and again, the fact that uh, you know going back to data, you know, the data was not being uh, shared. It's not consistent. Uh, I think that was one of the reasons why, you know, I kind of um, pursued my path from, you know, from information security into data. That, that was the key trigger for me to pivot um, uh, to the information management data analytics side. But I think it was good. I mean, do I do anything with that degree now? No, but I think I really learned a lot. It's something, another thing that I like to learn. Um, and that's one of the, my, my, my advice always used to be to my mentors, uh, to mentees is, you know, try to learn as much as possible. You know, I mean, uh, keep an open mind. Um, and the more you learn, uh, the more opportunities you're going to see out there. No, I, and, and you're obviously a lifelong learner. And, and I love how you, you, you shared that story because I think it, it is absolutely relevant to the entire conversation we're having. I want to, I want to hit on one, one uh, point with the mentors. So you mentioned you have a lot of mentees and you mentor a lot of individuals, mm -hmm. any advice for people? on how to find a mentor? Because I think a very common thing that people ask Shree is, 
I know I need a mentor. I don't know how to find one. So any suggestions for, for people that, that are looking for a mentor? Yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of the companies do have like formal mentoring programs, I think. Um, I know, I know, like you mentioned the early career development program, and I think there are a couple of other programs, even within our own company that, and I, I'm sure that it, it is the same thing with every company. I would say, you know, you have to take the time, um, if you really want to be either mentored or, uh, you know, or be a mentor or be a mentee, right? Um, they don't just happen overnight. I mean, you, you have to take that. I mean, even to this day, um, uh, I'm part of a couple of, not early career, but also a couple of um, mentorship programs within the company that really helps me connect. Uh, one of the things I would always say is like, the first thing is that you have to go in uh, with the expectation that, you know, what is in it for me, right? Uh, that's very important. I think uh, you have to make a conscious decision to actually take that first step. Um, and I think that really uh, opens, I would say, you know, opens the, not really your network, uh, but also helps you uh, get a good uh, balance uh, in where you want to go. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's well said. And I always try to stress that with anyone I talk to about their career, the importance of, of mentoring. And I mean, I have mul multiple mentors myself, depending on what, what it is I need to get advice on. So I love that. So Shri, I, thank you again for, for making time and, and going through your journey and sharing uh, your uh, your epic journey from the United States, from, from India to the United States for school and, and, and you know, your path as a journalist. And, you know, I, I would say, you know, maybe wanted to be a physics, physics, <clears throat> physics professional and then ended up in technology. I always close with the same question, Shri. So uh, you, obviously I had you on because I think you've had a lot of great experiences that you, that you shared to hopefully help people kind of understand what, what could be for them. But what is the one thing that you think has helped you reach your full potential with your career? What's that one thing that's helped you be so, so successful throughout this journey? Yeah, I would say uh, the one thing for me always has been, um, how can I make this place better, right? So any any job I, I try to take, right? My, my first thing is to always, and this is the same advice, you know, and I would say that this would be my, you know, you know, one advice I said, do you make this place better than when you first started? And I think that should be the constant, um, you know, thing that you should be achieving for. I mean, you can always aim for, you know, you know, I want to be here or want to be there, but you know what, you have to start somewhere. Um, and did you make this place better from when it started? And I think that's the advice I give to, uh, you can ask any mentee, um, you know, uh, that I've mentored. And that's the first thing I always tell them. Uh, and I think that's what has gotten me to, to actually, uh, you know, to be where I am. But again, like I'm saying, I'm always learning. And that's one thing you can never, uh, you know, learn as much as you can. Um, and are, are you in for making this place better? Those are the two things. And also, you know, the other, there's other things too, like getting the right team, and relationships. Uh, relationships are very important, um, um, in, you know, in our industry, not just in our industry in general. And I think a lot of the things that I, I try to achieve is, you know, is built on strong relationships I have with, uh, you know, individuals. And it doesn't matter what their title is. It's 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 having the right relationship, and you know, and you can achieve your potential. Uh, 
by aiming, uh, you know, uh, to make the place better. Uh, you know, I remember it goes back to um, a teacher back in high school, and and, um, and uh, she would always tell tell us it's a, always rain for the stars, the El Dorado, the you know, and uh, that's something that I've kept in mind all the time. Uh, again, you don't know what the journey is going to be, but you have to make, uh, you know, the investment and and the time in getting there, um, you know. Well, Sri, that was well said. So thank you. I, I love the, are you making this place and you know better when you leave? Uh, I love that. Uh, so what we're going to do, Sri, is this is uh, you know everyone who's listening now, uh, we'll we'll make sure to get your um, LinkedIn profile in the show description, which we're going to post on both YouTube, um, and we're also going to put it on on all major podcast platforms. So we'll make sure we put your your LinkedIn URL in there, Sri. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, maybe they're looking for a mentor, and maybe they need to give you a call. So. I appreciate you making time. Uh, great advice, great perspective. And uh, th thanks for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Full Potential Podcast. If you'd like to hear more interviews, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our website, fullpotentialmovement.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and be well.